0: You're listening to Making Conversations Count with me, Wendy Harris, your host and telemarketing trainer. In this episode, I want to introduce you to Gary Foster, also known as Gary Outrageous. But the only thing outrageous about Gary are usually the shirts that he wears. As he's the gentlest sales trainer I know, and he's got a particular style of sales Now, Gary and I are not strangers. In fact, we regularly posted on YouTube at the beginning of lockdown a little series of musings called Ways of the Working Mind. It was an opportunity to share our own experiences of navigating the initial challenges the pandemic threw up for small business owners like ourselves. It's not dissimilar in this conversation today, as Gary recalls stories from his life in sales and the additional tools he's implemented for himself and his customers. So it gives me a great pleasure to have Gary on the show. We're going to be making conversations about the ways of sales count. What's new, Wendy Wu? Well, we've got a couple of shout outs this week. Uh, one from Joe, who said she thinks that she has 64 menopausal symptoms, not 32, following listening to Bev Thorogood's episode. And Dawn commented that she found it really helpful to listen to the menopausal episode because she asked her husband to listen. And he's since added it to the HR roster as a point of reference for them. It's all about bringing you different perspectives and stories from different experts that we hope will help you to carry on those conversations with the guests and with your own community after listening to the show. And talking about expertise, with Gary today, he talks about sales. And I introduced myself as a telemarketing trainer. So, I thought it was an opportunity for me to be able to mention the difference between telemarketing and telesales. Telemarketing is as in the title, really, it's marketing by telephone. It's where you're looking to introduce and qualify with a new client. Telesales, on the other hand, is sales by telephone. And generally, that's account management and repeat orders. And that's where you start to get into cross selling, upselling, and downselling. So I hope that that's cleared up what telemarketing is and what telesales is. We'll be bringing you more tips in future episodes. But now let's get back to the ways of sales with Gary. You're not my first hypnotherapist or somebody with hypnosis in their title. You're not the first that has done sales. You're not the first that have done marketing. Everybody brings a fresh perspective and it's when you can listen to as many of the, it's like putting a diamond together and seeing all the different facets. It's yeah. the one that you can't see that's going to be the what unlocks the ideas True. and thinking for you. So, yeah.
1: well, even now I know that whilst you and I have chatted, my unconscious mind is working away. So there might be examples I hadn't even thought of that will pop up. Number one, and number two it will encourage me maybe to look at things when we finish our conversation because it's making conversations count, isn't it? Yeah, And that's what I've always looked at. Interestingly, and I like this here because it's popped up, I, during my exam, you had to send a taping pretending you were hypnotizing a client for weight loss. And basically it was to root out all the people that weren't suitable to see people. And the guy running the Like
0: bedside manner test. Yeah,
1: yeah. The ability, the ability to uh, use your voice, use your commands, use suggestions in a very logical, uh, a very professional way, and not to sound weird and wacky. Because there's many out there that do sound weird and wacky, and they scare people off. Unless their clients are weird and wacky, and then that's all right. Okay. Yes, it's that personality matching, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. My thoughts for okay. So I found out that I could actually show salespeople how to use hypnosis to increase their sales. By accident again, because I was speaking at Ragdale Hall, and I was one of the guest speakers. The story for that is a bit too elongated, but I just managed to get on the speaking circuit there, and I was so pleased, Wendy, because they paid you £20 every time you spoke, and I thought, that was a lot of money then. Wow. I'm so happy. Yeah. This is it, you see. is like when you don't know what other speakers are getting, you should be really happy, but that's like a placebo. And just-
0: money is just an exchange of energy. I'm learning that.
1: It is. And the more energy you exchange, the more money you receive. Is that right? That's all right <laughs> for me. <laughs> and so a woman came up to me. She says, my partner's company is having a sales conference. Would you be free to speak at it? I said, well, why not? Just happened to be one of Simon hesseltine's companies. And I said, yeah, go on then. <laughs> We're going to lunch like meeting this chap. I said, what would you like me to do? He said, well, just do what you did in Ragdale. Right well, oh, I'll find off then. And so I pulled out four bits of paper. We said in the corner and that was my presentation. And I went through some sort of the mysteries of hypnosis that then I cleaned the room of any misconceptions. I said, look, this is how it really works. And I just demonstrated live with two or three people in the room, not scripted. However, as a hypnotherapist, you get used to spotting the, a highly neurotic person you don't want in front of you. You leave them to one side. Well, they came on to me and they said, that's brilliant. Do you think we can actually apply it to our sales? I said, yeah, of course you can be ever so easy if that. You'll notice that every time you do it, it just gets easier and easier. If I tell you what, how about next Thursday? Maybe about ten o'clock or ten fifteen, whichever's good for you. I call you, you call me, we've got cards, and you tell me how well your sales have improved just by thinking every day in every way my sales are increasing. Is that a deal? I wish your can said, Yeah, it's a deal. All right, see you. So that was just a classic hypnotic phrase used, totally without any classic induction or close your eyes or any slow spaceship. No show cuts no, 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 no. No, no, sure I think mean, Ericsson was the guy that picked out Ericksonian hypnosis where we were putting conversation. But even he, he didn't show but he would alter these speech patterns. But maybe that's because he was recovering from polio and all sorts of things. I don't know. But what I do know is that I then went off and started just to practice it to practice it. And I would listen, I would watch, I would watch people that were really good at selling. And I'd sit with them. I'd often yeah i mean i think i told you that at one point i went into car sales for a while so i could actually apply the knowledge and strangely enough i was on top of the board within a short period time and they all said oh it's just a lucky start i said you're right it's very lucky don't you worry about it it's very lucky i wasn't going to tell them what i was doing was i later on i moved to another deal because I, there was a couple of things i wanted to achieve and do because now it's just straightforward gary foster sales hypnosis doing the stuff i love i wanted to teach other salespeople what I did without them knowing I was teaching them. And then I would measure their result and then I would get testimonials from them. And there's two characters in particular that could have been so different in their approach. When I left the, the dealership, the guy that I was working with, he was a classic shot. So for those people in the business, they know that what a shot does and says is two separate things often. So this was his Boston language when I first met him. I, I never pinched deals off other salespeople. <laughs> it was as overt as that and as people can't see what I'm doing I was shaking my head from side to side so I nodded my head and said you know what I totally disagree with what you're saying <laughs> and there a, a strange smile on his face so and he was he was trying to shock me for the first mm-hmm. sort of few times and I pulled him to one side and I said look I could show you a great way of earning a whole load a lot of money but you might not want to learn at the moment just walks off. and he kept coming up to my desk I said no no I don't think you're ready yet and then when I, eventually I, I spoke with the directors and it's the first time that I'd seen directors with tears in their eyes that I, I'm going to have to move on now. All right. I've, I've done what I've, I've set out to do and says, well, oh, look, any time if you want it. I said, yeah, I know. I really appreciate it. This salesman came up to me. and says, what am I going to do? I said, what do you mean? Where are you going? I said, well, let's think about what you've picked up from. Me. And I went through a few of the things. So for example, you know, the, the classic one, and I'll use it in a retail sales of hypnosis. It, when someone walks onto a forecourt, the worst thing to do is to do the classic, hi, hello, and all that sort of malarkey because they'll get that everywhere else. The best thing to do is to always identify, oh, I can see you standing on the forecourt. I imagine you've come to look maybe at one or two cars or get some information. Just of interest, which one was it for you?
0: <laughs> it like a bit like I- stating <laughs> the obvious either, is there, you know, as well.
1: Hey, BFA, you know, the blind and of the obvious. That's right.
0: Nikki Justin talks about this, and she calls it transphrasiology. Really? Oh, I saw it. Yeah, it's actually a scientific term. In fact, you and Nikki would get on absolutely fantastically. And it is that when you go into somewhere, that you're already prepared to shun that greeting because you know it's coming. So that, yeah. you know, it's like them have a nice day at McDonald's. People have stopped listening. So you've got to almost disrupt that conversation mm. to get their
1: yep. attention yeah disrupts it and where possible be yourself in a very professional kind and gentle way to people it's not difficult the amount of people that would say to me oh it's been such a pleasure doing you." oh why is that then they tell me their war stories oh okay thanks i anyone listening find out how your customer bought from someone else this is a classic one I do the same to them yeah that's it I remember asking one guy ages ago, I said to him because he was very, very methodical, I said, I've got a feeling, and really, that was not the best word to have used with it, but I wanted to use it because it was an integral pattern because he wasn't into feelings. I've got a feeling, you've got a system, you buy. Is that right? He said, yes, Gary. I have five steps I go through, and he did that with his hand. He said, "Really?" I said, look those five steps. Where are we on the five steps at the moment? And he said, I'm at number three with you in the with Gary. Okay. So that I know that I'm in tune with you, and we can go through the steps in your time, not mine. Why has that happened to go to step four and step five? And he told me. About two weeks later, he was ready for step five. And he called into the office, and someone else answered, and tried to take over the deal. And I was hearing it at the corner. of I knew he was. And he said to this particular guy, no, Gary knows I'm at step number five, and you tell him I'll be down tomorrow at 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was called Michael he put the phone down he looked at me and said tell me what's step number five I said you'll find out tomorrow and what's at tomorrow? 9.30 and movies yeah it's like a movie isn't it to be continued oh that's a, you know that's a cliffhanger that's what they call them cliffhangers that's, I think that that using the sales process is magic you know you can go so far in a presentation you go you know we'll come to that later on a lot of the NLP classical training people will know about, it's all about embedded loops I just know it's, it's a cliffhanger, and I love them, absolutely. And, of course, sales hypnosis for me is also helping the salesperson feel good about themselves, and this is vital, I think, whether they get a sale or not. Yes,
0: this confidence, isn't it? It's this permission to not sell something to every single
1: person that you yeah. speak to. That's right, that's right. Whether they buy it or not is not going to dictate how I feel about myself. And the amount of times I've said, that's customers. I've said, look, whether you decide to buy or not, I'll tell you this right now, will have no bearing on how happy I feel. So i have got to put it back to you now. Is that okay? There's so many long. factors,
0: isn't there? When it comes to somebody buying as a buyer rather than somebody yeah. selling, I know that the, the, there are so many conditions that have got to be met. Timing has got to be right. And sometimes I'll give you an example of this this week. I um, had to go shopping for a, a major purchase. It was needed a, a laptop for my daughter because she's doing her GCSEs, and the one that she's got is really not fit for purpose anymore. So we went, and I knew that the price was higher in the one shop, the branded yeah. shop. And then there was a department store where they'd got an offer on. Right, So we went in to the department store and there was nobody around to talk to. It was tumbleweed in there. Oh. And I was trying to get somebody's attention. There was nobody there. So I was reading all the gum gunf- because I thought, right, well, we've just booked to go into the brand store now in 15 minutes. I at least have a bit of a fresh idea about what it is that they're going to try and tell me, how they're going to steer me in terms of cost and what I need and whether it's going to be the right need. Yes. And this is how we prepare ourselves. So we went into that shop and we just said, well, can you price match it? And they said, yes. And even though it had a year less warranty, we still made that purchase in that store when we could have got a better deal, only a year's warranty in the other shop. And that was because just because there there was no human intervention to change that
1: decision. That's right. So that human intervention might have been good to influence you to buy them as well as the product. Yeah. The way they interacted with you. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: There's a lot of classical stuff that whenever I get asked to talk about selling, or or talk about selling. Money, I have to think there's not a great deal more you can pop into it. There's different angles, which is what you've covered. I think that's brilliant. But a lot of the old stuff when people say, you know, they'll buy you first. Yes. Yet the amount times I've had people say, oh, I really want to buy from you, Gary. And the prices are right. I mean, I had one guy, he was like two and a half grand over his budget. He couldn't justify buying from me, and he was gutted. There was, seriously, there was tears in his eyes. He said, because you've looked at me so well. And then I said, I I said to him, I'd really appreciate that. And, you know, whether you buy it from me or not, remember, that will dictate detect my happiness. He said, yeah, I know. He said, that makes it even worse for me. I said, why? <laughs> he said, because you just look at me so much. And if I can encourage any salesperson, you've got to be over and above, more helpful, more encouraging, more for the customer, more for the client than anyone else they get to meet in their life. And, of course, bringing in the sales closes. You know, you've got to ask someone for the order, haven't you? You know, there are many yeah. ways you can ask it. Oh, so do you want it? You know, <laughs> and I'm back. how many do
0: you want then? Oh, oh, well, sorry. You only came in for yeah. one car, didn't you? Yeah.
1: Not unusual. You yeah. tell me whilst we're chatting, is there anyone else that's looking to buy a car today? You know, and your family, your friends. I said, why is that? Well, you know, the more the merrier, isn't it? Let's see if we can get some even extra special deals for you. Really? I said, look, my grandma told me one thing. They said, what? If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And a uh, we'll little <laughs> yeah. smile at the end of it. But that's the question. A lot of salespeople are afraid to ask. They stumble over the price. And so the hypnosis part, for me, if we sort of go back a bit, yes, yeah, it's about the confidence. But it's also about dealing with what I call the self-harm of not hitting your target syndrome. Because everyone's got this illusion, oh, if I hit the target, well, why hit a target? Why not just aim way past the target every single time one is set? I think, well, That's where I'm aiming at. And on the way is the one that they would like me to achieve. So, whether I achieve that or not, I know where I'd like to be. Yeah. Who's the target for? Monetary wise, you know, in business, that's not unusual. Not unusual. Okay. So, get this, Wendy. Does Tom Jones moment come in? I can tell. Oh, nearly. No, in the last I'm hour. Sure. To be loved by anyone. I'll get me out if you're not careful. So, in the last hour, on the last day, I closed a deal. But not only that, I closed a deal that achieved. The monthly gross profit bonus for everyone. A classic car trade. They didn't want to identify that, did it? <laughs> so I am leaving. So I thought, well, a bit of hypnosis, you've got to come on in here. So I sent a lovely little email out to all of the directors. I said, wonderful, amazing experience. It's been what a blast in the last hour on the last day. So here I go, close the flash deal and to hit this and hit that. Oh, I can't wait to see it flow into my bank account. Guys, looking forward to it very much within the three minutes of my reply from one of the directors, we look forward to sending it to you too. <laughs> 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 but it's only a pure hypnosis So, so no matter where I'm at, it's, it's about checking in uh, the mental state because mental health is really, really, really sort of a hot sort of topic at the moment, but it's not been for me, you know, since I've been involved in hypnotherapy, hypnosis and all the work I've done for over 32 years, that's always been a part of my mind. Different, no matter what working with whether it's a salesperson, sportsperson. Do
0: you think it's someone? just because it's got a label now? Because yeah, I spot on. actually would agree with you. Is that for the thirty odd years that I've also been doing what I've been doing, mm. it has always been about if somebody's seriously unhappy doing the role. Yeah, you've got to find a way to make that happy or leave. There is only. Two choices isn't there really there's no in the middle so that to me is looking after the person not necessarily the business at all although it will affect the business
1: yeah absolutely and and i think for most employers you know yeah oh totally for most employers the person who hands their noticed it today had given up three months ago
0: i had it recently where i had somebody book a member of staff on and said oh can you have a little chat and i had the little chat and i went back and i said I wouldn't bother booking it. I turned the work down and they said, no, no, definitely doing it. And I went, in my mind, I think they've already left. Yeah. And it was like, no, I'm going to book it. I'm going to do it. And we did the first session. And some of the questions confirmed to me my initial thoughts and I fed back. And uh, the second session on accountability nearly didn't happen because they'd handed their notice in that day. And we had a 10-minute conversation for me to establish that very quickly.
1: And I've seen so many salespeople leave organizations, normally because of one person, and it's the sales manager. And I've saved people's careers on purpose by intervening, not with the, the manager, but with themselves, to remind them that they change, they move on, and what's important for them. And then just to go through, a few very simple mind exercises to begin to let that person not affect them because it is definitely. And it's a shame.
0: It's the one yeah. thing that's always going to happen, isn't it? Is that there is yeah. going to often, you know, I hear myself saying to my daughter, there are going to be things that you're going to have to do that you don't like. There are going to be people in your life that you're not going to really want to have in your life. But unfortunately, right. it's not a perfect world. There's no. So you've got to remember that whilst that might feel like a difficult situation today, and for a short time, it's not forever.
1: Yeah, and the faster the better. Make decisions fast Yeah, you can. Because you're right, because you said there was two choices.
0: Make stay the change or, or leave.
1: The third one that I might fit in with that, that I've come across, is that they stay, they don't make the change, and they become absolutely bitter people. And it's the company's responsibility where possible to try and encourage those people to move on, move them out the way, because they just become deadwood, they become like a toxin, they become a virus.
0: It does infect the whole culture, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't want to sound harsh in any shape form, but then sometimes life is harsh and uh, there's a reason why we say cut back deadwood, because it allows growth to happen. Mm.
0: I read something earlier today and I hadn't realized that I'd cottoned onto it because it was something that was actually just about to go off screen and I just saw these two lines and it was like, let it go before it kills you, even though it's killing you to let it go. Or it was something along those That's lines. Good point, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh. Why did I have to see that today? obviously, that was why
1: your unconscious mind is working. Uh, it? Always, always. It is, a good job. You haven't got a stage it, but we I mean, like plying you with like suggestions, <laughs> counting down from that lovely 10. Well, some people count up from one to 10 when they want them to go under. That just doesn't feel right to me. It's weird that, yeah. You know, I'll count, I want to count up from one to 10 and you'll go deeper and deeper. I go, really? And I've had the intellect tell me, oh, it's about confusion, Gary. I go, yeah, I'm not confused. I don't want to enter into the hypnosis. <laughs> so make it simple, make it easy. I can remember seeing someone try and demonstrate rapid hypnosis in front of a room full of hypnotherapists. And he was a hypnotherapist doing this young lady. And as soon as he started, I thought, no, she's going she's to fight against every single word he says. Because everything Didi was saying was the total opposite to her body language and everything. I thought, can he not see what I'm seeing? Interesting that, isn't it? We can often see from the outside. Mm -hmm. And he tried to force it. He told her it was her fault as well. So she went off stage thinking, you can imagine, I can't be hypnotized. It's a hypnotherapy conference. I thought, no, I can't have that. So I made sure I did have a chat and said, well, it's it's all about horses for courses, isn't Mm -hmm. it, really? She goes, yeah, I thought so. I said, I shan't demonstrate how I would have done it if you were sitting in front of me. But I'm guessing that you didn't feel comfortable with the suggestions, his tone of voice, and the way he was looking at you, the way he was sitting. She goes, Yeah, how do you know? I said, I don't know. I was just guessing.
0: I have this tell, apparently. My family have started to take the mickey out of me. I'm watching the television and there's something going on, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and apparently I nod. And I sit and I, I'm agreeing with the television. <laughs> and they yeah. go, Look, she's done it again. She's doing it again. And I'm like, What? What? I'm getting quite conscious <laughs> of the fact that I'm sitting there just yeah. nodding my head at the, at the telly. <sighs>
1: again, that is hypnosis in action. You know, the matching and of the body language, just gently nodding your head for a yes. So, so what you're telling me is something you like to go ahead with today, then. Is that right? You know, just a gentle nod and a little smile. Smiles really do close more deals grimaces. So I can't say my I do not smile anymore. You know, it's difficult. It's like, you know, if you yawn, someone else will pick out your yawn, won't they? So there's something like smiling. Babies do it when we walk by them, don't they? You know, if you put a big smile on your face, they, they just light up. Yeah. I want someone smiling when they say yes when I've offered them a deal.
0: There's less energy used when you smile, even though yeah. I have to say that at the end of days like today, when I've been having really lovely chats with people, and I'm just smiling, and I'm happy. My face is exhausted at the end of the day. It will be. I sit like that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but to sort of frown all day long, gosh, yeah.
1: Takes effort, really does. Yeah. Some people are really good at it. Um, I have complimented them a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's but a good job that we're
0: smileers, Gary. It's a good job we
1: uh, Yeah. I use the F word a lot with, with a lot of clients, and that's fascinating. I said, I'm fascinated, and you don't look so pleased about something, which I thought you would be. And then I'd smile again, and go, but well, what do you mean? And so, well, you know, it's just a session it's going to change your life, and you still look a bit like you've sucked on a wasp, what's going on? Because I think that was really important. I am doing a lot of hypnotherapy uh, to help clients change their states. I had to see some sort of physical change in front of me, because there is an old law of hypnosis that when a suggestion takes root in the subconscious part of your mind, it will be reenacted in the motor action of the body.
0: Oh, muscle memory.
1: Well, more than, more than that. More than
0: that, but yeah.
1: To be reenacted. So, for example, you can say to some people, have you ever sucked on a lemon? Go, yeah. So if, if you imagine doing that right now, you know, just slice one open, get a big chunk of your mouth, bite onto it, what's it like? Some people will say, I can actually feel it at the back of my neck, Gary. Yeah. i go, yeah, but there's no lemon in your mouth, apart from the one in your mind that you've created. So that's a demonstration of uh, a suggestion. It takes root in the subconscious. It's to take your root in the subconscious part of your mind, so it's reenacted in the motor, actually body. I love the phrase FUD, F-U-D. So Foxtrot Uniform Delta. And that's where you bring in a bit of fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes it's worth poking the bear, isn't it? I think it, you can gauge a commitment as well from a reaction. Because mm-hmm. if it is something that they're going to be doing, they'll quickly defend that you're wrong. They like to prove you wrong. And it's like you've just crashed their poker face, isn't it? Then,
1: yeah, yeah. And I let them do that because I want them to be right every single time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to be wrong. Because they're right and they spent the money, no problem at all. Mm-hmm.
0: blueprint for confident conversations over the telephone is here take advantage of my 30 years two recessions and navigating a pandemic to transform your business in my 12-week program together i will show you my 4r formula where we will frame your solution sell your story qualify new clients follow-up inquiries and build your audience all centred through confident conversations. Let's face that fear of rejection together, grow your business for a much better life. If you're ready to make a start, quote, make my conversations count in an email, send it to wendy at wagassociates.com. Everybody that comes on the show, I ask them to think about a moment a conversation that they had
1: so many at this point in the conversation when you're asking me to share a conversation yeah okay it will be my friend peter i call him my friend because i did work with him over 12 years i consulted with his business he hired me to train their salespeople, and i just got to like him Uh, a couple of years ago he passed away but the conversation that I do remember was two days before he did depart. And I'd arrived at his house, and his wife opened the door. She says oh, Gary, I've been ringing you all morning to say Peter's not very well. So I said, oh, okay. I'll drive back home if you want. Now, they live down near Watford, and I'd driven all the way down from Leicester. She says, "Now, come in for a cup of tea. Okay. So I said, oh, it sounds like he's not feeling too with them. She goes, oh man, I was really down, but there's your tea. I'll just pop up and say hello to Peter. So let him know that you've called to say hello to him. Okay. All right. Five minutes passed. And I'm just sitting there enjoying my tea. Uh, this particular guy had helped me in my business in so many different ways, just with his little side comments. That's all. She comes downstairs with a smile on her face. I said, do you all right? I said, yeah. He said, pop up. He wants to chat with you. She said, oh, okay. So I walked up, not. Knowing what I was going to see because I brought in like a horse, but a better and everything for it. So I walked in, big smile. He says, like, oh, Gary, yeah, come on, we'll sit down. Okay. And the conversation that got to him was this I've had an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had. That's why you asked me to come up. Is that right? Yes. And he would become very animated. He had his notepad that he'd scrawl on. And he said, I want you to speak with, and he named the person as his business, because he's not doing this, this, and this. Could you just have a word with him for me, please, Gary, because then it will make me feel better knowing that you'll be speaking with him. I said, absolutely. When I walked away from there, how did that change my life? First of all, Peter was consistent right to the very end. He had a phrase, and it would be, when others talk about it, I do it. Mm-hmm. And that will be repeated at every conference he would sit at. Think of Steven Spielberg, this short guy with a beard. That was peaked at, a very shortish guy, but with a fierce, fierce manner about it, especially about business and how things had to be done right. And so I was left with rewinding myself. If you're going to say you're going to do it, do it. And make sure you do it the right way. And so that notepad, literally on, on his deathbed, taught me that.
0: Sounds like he was um, as much a mentor as a friend as well. I can f- sort of hear yeah. the, the respect In that they have.
1: Yeah. Massive, absolute massive. I mean, the amount of times I would visit the business and we'd go down to the Greasy Spirit Cat for lunch. He went to this particular one, very loyal. This is the one, a very loyal person to others that, that, that he felt loyal to. So this, he, he, he could have gone anywhere. To have lunch, definitely, and anyway. worked, but you no, know, we had to go to Jed's, uh, and Jed was an amazing chef as well, he'd felt, he'd felt like he, he was great at finding diamonds, Peter was, he'd find people all over the place, and I remember walking in, having a bit of lunch with him, he said, right, he said, I'm going to give you some advice now, and that's how he meant it, he said, yeah, okay then, Peter, I've been thinking about you and your business, and that means he has been thinking, Yeah." I reckon you should get the cash up front when you do your programs. I said, great idea. Because I always ran it where businesses are up in the risk. I said, what, including you. He went, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it was my idea. <laughs> and that's it. it his idea. I said, no, it's your idea, Peter. You, In fact, we had a gentleman's agreement that we shook on and for 12 years. I'd done all sorts of different work within his organization for The last sort of three years of our relationship, I wasn't working with him, but I'd go down regularly see him. If they ever needed any help or advice, of course, I would happily help because there was a massive relationship there. He never took advantage of that and he would always be very clear on it. Anything that would have a cost me, he would make sure that I was remunerated immediately. But yes, so as a mentor, he set his business up similar time to Alan Sugar, and they used to trade uh, with each other. And he says, oh, yeah, I remember dealing with him, And that was it. He didn't lament about it. It it was just a a memory that was popping to his mind. Everything was a deal in Peter's mind. He wanted a deal. And he said to me, that doesn't mean the price, Gary. It's a deal. And I said, what do you mean by that? He don't think what he meant by a deal. So, yeah, I picked up an immense amount. Definitely. First time I met him, he took me to a, a, a trade show in a beautiful Mercedes soft top. And when we were driving back, he said, this was my first house. (laughs) <laughs> this this Peter, when I sold my first house, I bought this car. <laughs> really, yes. And it reminded me of Rod Stewart because I, I remember listening to Rod Stewart's autobiography. And that's what Rod used to do. If he wanted to buy a house, he'd have a concert. What's he wanted to buy a swimming pool, he'd have another concert. And that's how this guy's mind worked.
0: That's interesting because that's a little bit like goal setting now, isn't it? Is we set these goals and sometimes we stop ourselves from reaching the goal because we think that there are no more goals after that. It's yeah. a big enough goal that we like the climb, need the climb. But in actual fact, if you just got there, you'd find you'd find yourself another adventure waiting.
1: Yeah, we had a chairman called Set It. He says, I don't believe in that rubbish. I said, Really, Peter? Peter what was that? Nah, I don't do anything like that at all. Oh, okay. So, do you remember when you told me about the Mercedes? I said, Yeah. So, what popped in your mind when you decided that's what you to spend your money on? When you just told your friend Sam's, you first sounds. We went, oh yeah, good point, good point. And then doing our conversation, he just said, "Yeah, I do goal set right. All my team are going to start setting goals." <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's because we can often speak in tongues, in a different language, yeah. different words yes. meaning the same thing, and that translation can be lost. Yeah, yeah. gosh. Yeah. No, it's really good to catch up with you. It's been too long. You know we could chew the fat for a lot longer. Yeah. But it's been absolutely well. amazing for us to share. I know that you've given us some bits and pieces to stick on the website to for people to, to find out more about you. Carry on the conversation with Gary on any of the points that you want that you've heard
1: us talking about. Today. Absolutely. If any of you listeners, uh, I've totally disagree with what I've said and want to have a good old debate, I'm happy to do that. If any of the listeners want to pop onto Zoom so we have a good old answer, I'm happy to do that. I'm here to support what you're doing because I truly believe in that and spreading the word. And if, if what I've said today, what I've shared today, has stimulated some of the listeners to maybe explore, to experiment, to have a play with it, it'd be great to hear from them. Hey, listen. If th- if they choose to buy some of my products or not, remember that won't make me happy in any shape or form. I'm happy already. It's not going to um,
0: change your state. No, no, no it's happy. It. Yeah.
1: No, and I've put together what I feel is just you know just a, a few small little nuggets that I think that they'll appreciate. Yeah, fantastic.
0: Thank you. Kevin. I do hope that you took away a few ideas, tips, tricks advice to think about in your own situation from the conversation that I had with Gary he's a great guest and of course because I've gotten to know Gary over time and we've had quite a few conversations I really thought that there was going to be value for you to be able to hear from his perspective and when two heads get together often something magical can happen I'd like to know what the main thing is that you took away from the conversation and drop me a line in the studio following the links on your social platforms. Now, next time, we're going to be getting all those digital tools out of the toolbox and we're going to be joined by the fabulous Lorraine Ball. What worked last month may not be working this month. So there's that constant need to be monitoring and checking and going, okay, what the heck happened to my Pinterest? Why did it tank? Until next time, keep making those conversations count because you never know where one will lead.